Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, Jacko on his backhoe. Is that, what's that mean? You know what that is? That no. was the, that was the, um, that was the um, headline from either the Boston Herald or the New York Post when Michael Jackson OD'd and almost died or something. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Um, so, <laughs> I, first I just want to play something. Just like This is just a, t- a tiny sound uh, clip. This is a tiny... This is... Just a Connecticut TV station. I forgot which one it is. Talking about there, there's this there's network of gay organizations that wants to expand in Connecticut. And listen to the the built in premise, really the like PR from the gay organization, um, which I don't know anything about. Maybe it's a wonderful place. Who knows? But listen to this lack of reporting in just this sentence as they set up, set it up. In Connecticut, many communities are home to pride centers. Now, longtime pride advocates want to create a statewide group to create a more permanent presence at the Capitol and work with our elected leaders to advance the rights, health, history, and culture of the LGBTQ community. Advocates and state leaders are coming together to launch Equality Connecticut. We're doing an awful lot of swallowing, uh, you know, their messaging right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the news. The news saying as fact that all this stuff is absolutely But don't co- you think that's like a symptom in a ton of local news, both like TV and print, is that they just take stuff people give them and print it? Well, of, I like mean. Like how little, they have so little staffing and resources to do anything, to find any real stories. They just fill up their papers or their news time with like stuff people are handing them. Well, I would definitely see it in the sense of, you know, uh, you know, UConn is handing the, the the Acme Award for Excellence to this person and then having some attributable quotes in there. So essentially the news piece is already written. Right. But this is this is something where th- there is a lot of opinion in this piece, mm-hmm. you know, and for the battle of equality and this and that. And they're going to do it. They, they, and they, you're attributing a lot of motives and right. unvetted as an actual news item here, which is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. This is why people hate this crap. And it's like between that and what Turtle Boy is going through now. With the psychotic from the Globe, what's that chick's name? Julia. No, uh, no, that person. No, the city councilor. No, person? the one no. who went after Kirk and Jerry. Uh Shirley Leong. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I sent it to us, but she's now going after like the Turtle Boy thing. Who's going after a city councilor? I don't know really the story all that much. I don't know what he's going after for. I assume she's a psychotic, and he's going after her for. I know that he's going after her for among other things. The Monica Cannon Grant allyship. Mm-hmm. But you know to to. to to have Leung suggest call him a white supremacist, supremacist, in the, uh, in the, um, in her tweet, whatever. Like you, those that's are like things- an absolutely bonkers thing to say about Turtle Boy too. 
Well, right. I mean, this this idea that look, we're not going to vet simple news items. That said, we're going to portray people who have done nothing to be considered white supremacists as white supremacists. Why? Because he took on a race baiting psychotic Monica Cannon Grants, right? And dared I mean, to to publish a story about her. Well, the Globe published her stuff as if she was a straight up clean right. Uh, it, operator. That's pathetic. And there's, by the way, a lot of perfectly rational, reasonable, negative things that you could say about Turtle Boy if you had a problem with him, as I know many people do. But, you know, I th- to say he's a white supremacist is just not one of the things that you can say about him. Right. Or he, if he is, he's misallocating his time, <laughs> you know, chasing down real local news stories. It's just really, the, the lo- local media sucks. And, you know, I told... You know, Timmy Canton gave me crap. I think you called, I think you banged in last week when this was happening. Timmy Canton gave me some uh, crap about looking down at local news because I was sick of the Boston accents, but it's true. I always was. Not of the not of the news people, just of like Dottie McGonagall, who was like reacting to the house fire and the and, and Ave. Like that, that I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, But you add in the fact that now they, these people suck. I mean, there was a time at Channel 7, where one of the reporters was Howie Carr. Right. Howie effing Carr doing reporting. You know, at Fox 25, Joe Battenfeld was doing reporting. There were hard reports, and there still are some. Like, even like some of the, the, the other guy from Andy Hiller was a reporter. You know, he put... He was a guy who used to put the screws to politicians left and right and enjoy. These people were bloodthirsty. These people were... Andy Hiller... I ha- he would join us at the Boston Herald a lot. He had shark eyes of a killer as a reporter. Same with Howie. Same with Batman. These people are fearless. Fearless. They could give an F. And some of them actually, I think, kind of liked when you like you would go after them. And, but th- th- now we're just like running these press releases. It sucks. And I had a woman call today saying that she's she's upset because... Her mother expects a Hartford Current, and a lot of times it doesn't show up. And, you know, and so her mother's very distraught over that. And it's like, yeah, by the way, you're paying for your subscription for it to show up. Right. <laughs> so you have the right to be mad. Now, now that you know it does show up? What? The invoice. The invoice yeah, shows up. I bet. Absolutely. At these papers. So this is like small media, what's left of it, the ones owned by these, uh, you know, hedge funds. It's rubbish anyway. Give up hope. That's gone. So we're going to have to ask ourselves, what do you expect or what do you want local journalism to look like? Because there's short money in going out and covering high school sports and going out and covering board of ed meetings and plant and zoning board meetings and you know going to the courthouse. It's unfortunately for a lot of places, you've got to go to the courthouse to get the, the docket and, and dockets and read all the court cases and get the police reports. And it takes mm-hmm. some doing. So if somebody's going to do that, they're going to need to get paid. And it's if you if it's a one man band, then it's very tough to know how to sell clicks per thousand or CPM whatever, or or, or, or click through rates. It, you know, it's tough to sell that crap. And it's also pennies in the dollar. Yeah, it's an under talked about story, but you know, obviously people still read news and probably read news more than ever digitally online now, but the advertising spending is nowhere near what it was on digital advertising that, you know, that those news companies are actually bringing in. Mm -hmm. They've replaced the readers online, but they have not been able to replace the revenue online. And that's because these companies like Google and Facebook are sucking up a huge percent of that revenue Mm -hmm. that's going to them instead of going to the news outlets that create the information and it's actually getting even worse because now google aggregates so much and like pops it up they're getting faster and faster at sort of taking the information previewing it so you don't even need to go through in a lot of cases and click through to the website where the information actually resides google's just showing it to the person on google and taking the money that way you know any advertising dollars and whatever so the the tech companies really have 
it's not just that they're a threat to free speech because they're pro-censorship and they want to control what information people have access to and they work closely with the government to make sure that the information that the government doesn't want out there doesn't get out there. It's not just that. They also have absolutely destroyed local news. And until there is an actual model to be able to do some of that, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of smaller, scrappier outlets doing that work for a while, whether it's like Turtle Boy or whether it's uh, Steve Robinson at the Main Wire mm-hmm. or people on Substacks doing things independently. Those things are going to have to replace it because you cannot run a traditional newsroom and and make any money anymore doing this stuff. But it's really, really vital information for people. It totally is. Not only is it vital information... Um, by the way, Bill Barr had a great piece in the Wall Street Journal today. Congress must halt big tech's power grab. Lawmakers don't have to rewrite write the antitrust laws. Instead, these three steps could make a difference. And he goes into it. Um, first, prohibit dominant platforms from giving their own products an unfair advantage by reserving for themselves higher quality access than they grant competitors. Amazon was charged by the European Union for excluding rival merchants' products from the buy box, a, a valuable space on its website that helps generate sales. Amazon settled the case, agreeing to give competitors' products the same placement as its own. EU regulators were right, and Congress should uh, prohibit a dominant platform from giving preferential uh, platform access to, for its own products. Second, prohibit big tech from using dominant platforms to extract competitors' business data and exploiting that data in developing competing products. Last month, Amazon settled EU charges that it gleaned non-public information uh, from independent merchants using its platform to inform Amazon's own competing product offering. Yeah, that's been a problem with Amazon for a long time. It's like you could sell your own stuff on there, but then Amazon would watch what worked for you and then do it cheaply right. and better it, than you. Third, protect consumer privacy. Congress has to, has yet to address the massive amount of personal information these companies already collect, but the scope and scale of these data are about to explode as big tech hoovers up information from our homes, cars, financial transactions, healthcare, and other markets. This will be augmented before long by a 24-7 flow of video, audio, and electronic signals collected by their fleets of autonomous vehicles zipping about our streets. Did you mm-hmm. know about this? Add to this a capacity to sift data with artificial intelligence tools and things start resembling the dystopian surveillance societies portrayed in sci-fi movies. Why do you think every time you have to log into something and it gives you the I'm not a robot quiz, it's all like, which things are a bicycle? Which things are a streetlight? Because you're helping train the AI that all the driverless cars use. Really? Yeah. So, but but this this zipping the autonomous vehicles. Yeah. Collected electronic signals collected by their fleets of autonomous vehicles zipping about our streets. Yeah. So I'm tr- we're training these Driverless fleets of vehicles cars. that are going to be driving around sucking up information on us. Yeah. Just well, like why didn't you tell me this? Just the when people you found that out? just like all the people that write anything and put it out there all are part of training Chat GPT to be able to write like an eighth grader, right? Like it it's taking they're taking all the work and knowledge of humans and then like feeding it into a computer and seeing if they can do it. What what else who else am I training, Alice? <laughs> You're training all kinds of AIs and stuff. Yeah. We're we're training them to kill us. I don't know. It's just that's this is how it goes. It's okay. I'm gonna just live in the woods when I'm old. It's fine. <laughs> like subsist off berries or something. No, but you don't live in... You don't... You... Uh, you... Are you suggesting I want people to live without Twitter? <laughs> if I go well, live right. in the woods? It, well, in, in, well, Amazon Prime, <laughs> They don't deliver to the woods? No. To my hermit's And cave? if they do, yeah. So, I mean, we... I mean, that's the more of the text thing. So that's, and that's nuts, but... Like getting back to the local journalists, mm-hmm. I don't know how this information, unless everybody suddenly is really interested in the like uh, the Entenmans and uh, and coffee at town meetings and board of ed meetings, etc. I don't know how people will get this information, and why? What does it behoove a board of education to to? Um, to put all their stuff out. Well, actually, they can put their stuff out there. It still doesn't matter if it's not disseminated by anybody. Or is that what it's going to be? Is everybody's 
I don't know. I don't know how this. How do you how do you find out that your school is hiring? Like right now, there's a thing I sent us about our, the school near us hiring a resource officer, mm-hmm. and that was only picked up because somebody from the Newburyport News newspaper mm-hmm. reported it. And probably the town sent a press release to them too. I don't know that they probably went out of their way. Well, sure, but if they reported it, they just they would have just gone to a school board meeting. Which mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. So, so that's how it's disseminated right now. So from there, it's on Facebook and it's, and it's elsewhere. But without them, we did. Is that what ha- is what happens? Is that people just chase the clout of being the most informative person in their neighborhood? Is that what happens? And is there the is there? Yeah, a- I mean, somebody's got a hustle and. Do it whether you're doing. I mean, somebody doing that's a lot of work. Um, Mike Karaji, who we've made fun of on the show for wanting his student loans repaid, mm-hmm. who ran the patch in Melrose when we were there. Um, for all like we do, I, it's pathetic that he wants us to repay his student loans. But he was he actually did an awesome job. the The quality of those patch newspapers varies quite a bit. But he would actually go to a lot of this stuff and report on it. And people did care about a lot of the stuff that happened at these meetings. I mean, people, there's whole. I love going to town meeting because there is like whole dramas that unfold in the course of the night about random things. And like people do care about it and it's kind of interesting, but it takes somebody to actually go to the stuff because nobody else is going to tell you about it. It takes. And if you wait for the video to be available online of the meeting, like it's too late already. Like you have to actually go to the stuff, take notes and write about what happened like somebody has to do that and it's a lot of work there's a ton of meetings like somebody has to actually want to do that and do that work could it potentially make you money like maybe if you're a small one person operation and you have a sub stack and you just do that I mean that's doable Uh, you know you could you could in some way make it financially feasible I think but you're not going to be it's impossible to scale it up beyond without you know, you need somebody doing that in a pretty small region or it immediately becomes overwhelming because there's a ton of stuff to follow in even just like one town. And and you'd think like these board of heads actually, they do want, many of them do want you to know that they're decentralizing, de-emphasizing Halloween. Right. Because they're proud of that stuff. So they are looking to disseminate information as well. And well, they can do it through their own Facebook pages. Yeah, now, but they're doing it on these in in these meetings and on these platforms. People are interested in what happens at this stuff, and especially if you're somebody who can summarize what's going on at these meetings and put it out there in a way that you know gets the main points across to other people. Because a lot of it is very dry, and you know it's it is something that's kind of a lost art. But it, that's not. I don't know what they teach in journalism school. I haven't been to journalism school, but I don't know if that is what they teach in journalism school. Is like how municipal governments work and how to read, you know, how to read town meeting, the town meeting packet and the recommendations of the finance committee. Like, is that is that what they teach? Do they teach that in journalism school? I don't know. So, but then you have these kids getting out of journalism school and like big newspapers pay like, pay people like $70,000, right? Well, sure. Like well, good people, right? And then, well, but I like, mean... well, I'm, what I'm saying is that then you go to like small local papers and you know, the Lowell Sun is pretty big for like a local paper. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I mean, I don't know if Massachusetts minimum wage is $15 an hour yet, but they weren't paying reporters much more than that for a full time job. Right. Right. I mean, it was you couldn't make I made more probably working, making pizzas at the brewery than a lot of the journalists at the Lowell Sun were making. The new, the new people, the new, yeah, yeah, the new pe- yeah. Like when you hired a reporter, exactly, yeah. out of school, exactly. and so like, what can you really expect from that person well, now to spend it, every the, night of the week at meetings? Like, well, I mean, that's this, the the deal was this: is that if you go to the Lowell Sun, then and you do well, then you get pulled in, you get into the Herald, and if you get the Herald and you do well, then you go to the Globe, and if you go to the Globe and you do well. Well then, you could either New York be at Times, New York Washington Times, Post, Washington Post, local start NPR. a podcast. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, even though, you know, the Globe is still privately owned. So that's that's why that's still there. Right. You know, it's somebody. And so is the Washington Post, by the way. I don't know right. what the New York Times is doing right now. It's also privately owned. So these are just people's passion projects. Yes. And that's the only reason anybody's making any money at them. I mean, they say that they're making subscription money and that the Trump years were great. And I, I, I who knows? Who knows? But I, I, but like ten years from now, what does it look like? What does it look like for uh, for Newburyport? Like, wh- where is the, all the information coming? Just simply people fa- posting on Facebook. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's a big piece of it. I think that's a big piece of it. But I think that, you know, it it is something where probably somebody starts a sub stack or something else and just does their town. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the it's the turtle boy kind of folks. Yeah. And I think that's great in a lot of ways because there's so much less gatekeeping to that. Well, yeah. And and the turtle boy um, model works because people know that that's where you can go to hand off stories to. Right. So, I mean, I think I've given stuff to Turtle Boy. I think you probably mm-hmm. have, yeah. too. And I've given stuff to Steve, Main Wire. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's how it's funny because well, yeah, I, and I had to think like a, a journalist. I had to think like an editor because I said to myself, okay, I want to see this story. I want to be able to tweet this story out about this psychotic superintendent and... Oh, goody, she used to work in Maine. That way it works for Steve. That way Steve will publish it. I can get the story <laughs> and t- and tweet it out. And and so I'm kind of like owning the story, and I can work off of that for for my radio show. So it's like each of us are – it's kind of like a basketball team. You know, I'm passing right. it to this person who's passing it to this person who's making it into a point on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah, and there are so many people that have – that encounter this craziness and – wild stuff every day that don't have anybody to give it to that if you get a little bit of a reputation of somebody Mm -hmm. who's publishing this stuff people will start showing up in your inbox with things yeah and i get stuff from connecticut from from people from parents Mm -hmm. uh, parents and people who just in the know right in some other it's interesting how the media is so limited and so uh, just so in a tank in Connecticut for the establishment, for the politicians, that it, almost immediately I had people plugged into me. I was getting Oppo stuff immediately. Mm-hmm. You can, you've seen my email. Yeah. It's uh, daily. It's, it's, it's You know what it is? Because there's no real media. Uh, there's not much of a media in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. To And it's such a blue state. What you've got is the citizens acting and and republican politicians and people staffers etc acting as this journalism like guerrilla journalism journalism <laughs> bucket brigade right and all just doing their part to get information over or get information over and it's mm-hmm. funny because it's a it's like a, this underground it's like this underground system that's going on here <laughs> so yeah i mean it, i would it's a weird time because there is this huge vacuum, but people will fill that vacuum in. Like people who care about there are weird people who care about this stuff, like Steve Robinsons and Turtle Boys and other people who will go find things. Well, yeah, and you know what? And they're smart too because uh, Turtle Boy has learned to survive, even though everybody everything bans him. Mm-hmm. And Steve has got seed money, right? So. And Steve is so smart. Like he, Steve is running with the um, Catherine Clark. Oh yeah, story too. Because why wouldn't you? It's a great well, story. It's, it's national it's, because yep. she's a huge national politician. She's the second most powerful Democrat in Congress. It, she's. I mean, like you, it's an important story, and it's. I mean, we laughed about it yesterday, obviously, because it's hilarious. The whole thing is absurd. Um. And, but it's also actually insane that it's, that the media is not paying more attention to it. Yes. Can you imagine if 
like a, a Republican that powerful if like Kevin McCarthy's kid assaulted a police officer and was like all this stuff. It's just crazy. It's crazy that they're not more concerned about it and and like what and what it reflects about her values. They would be saying that he's like a radical and all this stuff and a white supremacist if like some. Well, a cop was bleeding. Right. At the hands of these people. And she puts out this quote about the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. And it's not about condemning violence uh, generally. It's not about condemning or showing support for law enforcement right here. I mean, you are all in if you're, if you're her and you've done this. It's remarkable. It's remarkable that, that this is happening. I, and, you know, I mean, these people... I don't know if they understand it, and and we have friends in Melrose who are good Democrats. They're the baddies here. I don't think they understand. There's only so time, so many times that you can be always the bad person doing the abusing and the violence, etc. Like we saw over the weekend mm-hmm. in Atlanta, etc. Oh, and it was being this the... protest I was reading. The Boston one was in solidarity right. with Atlanta. Right. So. There's only so many times you can be the bad person before you're just the bad person. Right. And before you're not fighting back, you're just right. actually Right. You are what evil looks like now. Okay. I'm sorry about that. You know, this is yeah, exploding things in Atlanta and you know, shooting a cop in Atlanta and we're shutting it down in Atlanta. Meanwhile, you know, these same people, these same arsonists are the people who made MLB pull their all-star game out of Atlanta because of uh, you know, voting laws that resulted in the cleanest elections in our nation's history, as a matter uh-huh. of fact. Jesus. <sighs> in other news, I did really want to do Corinne Jean-Pierre today. Did you see any of these? I sent uh, us a I bunch read of them. clips. I read them. I can start from the top here. Sure. They're not really in order, but I just grabbed a bunch that I thought were especially... She. This is not good for that. The... There was this like full court press over the weekend with the consensual FBI search, but it obviously has not worked because we talk about like reporters being hungry and wanting to go after the story and being just MFs who like will go after people. Right. Like, even though they don't want to, this White House press court smells blood now. They do. And, they, and <laughs> she can't say what they know what the, her energy is, which is. They're not effing leveling with me, guys. Stop asking me. And they're not effing leveling with her, obviously, because yeah. the lawyers are circling. And they're saying, no, not our job is to protect you, Joe. It's not to make sure that your dimwit out there has a good day <laughs> and can, you know, has a force field against Peter Ducey. Here's one of them. Uh, another question on the documents. Um, you have said, though, from this podium many, many times over the last two weeks that this president takes the handling of classified material very seriously. And yet we continue to learn about more documents being found and discovered at his home, including now some that go back decades to his time in the Senate. So why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously and the handling of it? Look, the president, the American people heard from the president directly on this when he was asked by your colleagues at least twice now about um, about how he sees this process. And he was very clear. What was the question? Um, why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously? And what's the answer? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> okay. Just go. checking. I'll go, go a little bit back on it. Handling of it. Look, the president, the American people heard from the president directly on this when he was asked by your colleagues at least twice now about, um, about how he sees this process. And he was very clear what, with, with the response of what we're currently seeing. And he says, I take this very seriously. He That's said, great. I didn't know uh, that the documents were there. She's not a genius. <laughs> that said, they're not giving her a whole lot to work with out there. <laughs> well, how do we know he's taking it seriously? Well, he said he's taking it seriously. And you've got all that now, the, the normal Democratic um, press corps members, just haranguing her. Meanwhile, Ducey's out there just taking three-point shots and landing <laughs> them. Is what matters to the president. The House Oversight Committee chairman says this document situation has all the makings of a potential cover-up. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? Hold on now. <laughs> That's a absolute bleep-eating question, but it's a great question because he got the word cover-up in the news cycle now. Mm-hmm. 
And so she can't just blow it off. She can't refuse to answer it. She's got to swallow that. And answer and, whether or not it's a cover-up. Right. And validate the premise, which is, you know, which is well done by him, but an unwinnable situation for her. We've been very clear here from this administration. The president has been very clear that um, he takes this very seriously when it comes to that when it comes to classified information. Now, let me ask to- you, what was the question? Um, the question was, I forgot. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? Right. Okay. Remember. Clear. Yes, cover-up. So far, she hasn't said no. And that's the story. Classified documents and that his team has been, um, has been fully cooperative uh, with this legal matter. Anything else, Peter? And this is, and I'm going to be very serious. You asked me kind of a question that everybody laughed at, which was interesting question to ask. But any other, uh, any other underlying questions that you may have, I would refer you to my colleagues, the White House Counsel. I'm going to continue to be prudent. I'm going to be continue to be consistent and refer you uh, to any questions you. Do you hear the question that everyone laughed at that he asked? Uh, you that, can scroll down okay, there and but, but, find but, it. But it's, just it's let the record show. Mm-hmm. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up? The answer was not no. Yeah. The answer was he's taking this very seriously. and Right. And you so might think this is funny, Peter, but I so do So that's not. interesting. I don't know if she's smart enough to do this, but if you were the somebody, you would be going right now, if you're in the communication shop of that White House, you'd be going to... The whoever the press, whoever mm-hmm. is involved, runs it like Kate Bedingfield, whatever. And you would say, if I go out there today and they ask me if the president's in a cover up, if I say no, am I telling the truth? And you would have Bedingfield or somebody else, the chief of staff, if he's in the meeting, say, don't answer the question. Because you don't want to be the one going out there. She doesn't even seem to have stuff to read from her binder for these. No. No. (laughs) She's just winging it, I think. I don't know. They didn't even give her binder notes. Uh, When you and the White House and the president all say that the president takes these classified documents very seriously, without commenting on the ongoing uh, legal issue, what would you point us to that would demonstrate that seriousness? I'm going to really refer you to the White House Counsel's office. I, I am. I'm going. I, you can't tell us I am. So the president continues to say he takes this well, seriously, I, and you can't. Just this enough <laughs> is enough for you to say. She's essentially saying to the White House Counsel's office. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. F you guys. You handle this crap. <laughs> yeah, you Take put me out here. Right. You handle this You put stuff. me out here with no information. I can't think of my feet as it is. I've got nothing here. Um, you're not telling me because you don't trust me, rightfully. <laughs> they didn't give her any statements in the binder, and they were like, it's fine, Corrine. Just refer them to the White House Counsel's Office. Don't worry about it. I'm sure they'll stop asking if you tell them that. Let me just finish. Let me finish my answer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer you to the White House Counsel's Office, and I'm going to refer you to uh, the statements that you've received uh, from his the personal statements. lawyer. Uh, I'm going to refer you to the 45 minutes of conversation of back and forth that my colleague has had with all of you last week. He's about to do another one where you can ask questions about this particular uh, legal matter. What colleague? John Kirby? I guess so. I don't know who she's talking about. 
But she's personally just not taking any more questions. <laughs> I guess. Again, that's where this belongs. That's where I'm going to refer you to. Uh, but again, you've seen the statements. Uh, you've heard from the president a couple of times. You've heard from his personal lawyer. You've heard from the White House counsel's office. And that's where I'm going to leave it. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? <laughs> oh my goodness, Peter! Um, <laughs> when you found that's, out that's what that she's he- referring to—that like you asked a question that made people laugh, but right, but also still. <laughs> Her laughing along with it is a total acknowledgement. She's like, she's like, he allowed her to blow off a little steam up there. Yeah, because people. Yeah, uh, it's a friendly question for her. It's a, it's humorous, but it's. I'm sorry that I'm about to do this to you. I feel bad for you. Yeah, (laughs) we know this sucks for you. KJP is what they're saying. Uh, another question on the documents. Um, you have said, though, from this podium many, many times over the last please? two weeks that this president takes the handling of classified material very seriously. And yet we continue to learn about it's more. It's, yeah, it's the same one. The president said last week that he has no regrets when it comes to the handling of classified documents. Why doesn't he have regrets given that classified documents keep turning up? I talked about this uh, last week. I'm not going to go beyond what the president said. Uh, again, I would refer you to the White House counsel for anything further on um, on on this legal matter. Again, I'm just I spoke to this yesterday. I'm just not last week. Pardon me, last Friday. I'm just not going to go beyond That's what the president. That's not a legal question. It's about his I statement from last I, week. I understand, and I said I'm not going to go beyond what the president said. Uh, and I think it speaks for speaks for itself. I'm not going to go into uh, uh, what he meant or didn't meant. He laid it out. He he said it to all of you when he was uh, when he was out. Out, uh, I believe in California, when he answered one of your colleagues' question or when he addressed uh, this particular matter, I'm just not going to go into what he meant or didn't mean. So they can't do this every day. They can't do this every no. day. There, How long not does enough, this go on? The, the, the weekend news shows have done all they can to try to tell you how Trump stuff was much worse. Trump's not caught in the trap right now. <laughs> right? It's somebody else. It's the sitting president. That's a big. That's a big headline. Um, well, yeah, and part of that is just it's unfair, but Trump doesn't have a press secretary who's holding press briefings every day to the press corps, or I'm sure he would be getting lots of these questions too. But he's but he doesn't have yeah, that. but he's also he's not not the president, right? But the idea is too that like they have to go out here and do this stuff because they're the president. So, so, so if I were on Team Biden right now. Mm-hmm. What if you were the Biden administration right now? What would you do? If I were in the Biden, like if I were Ron Klein, Ron Klein, yep. <laughs> I mean, go retweet a bunch of people saying that it was consensual. I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? There is no good answer to any of this. There's a best practices. I don't know. What would you do? If I were around the table and they said, we're, we're getting hammered here and, and we don't know, somebody's leaking, somebody's leaking to the press, somebody, in, in, somebody, the feds are now crawling around, we're pretending this is consensual, but it's not feeling like they think it's consensual <laughs> anymore. And it's a only matter of time, this keeps happening. You need to, remember, the you didn't have friends growing up, so you didn't know. But, <laughs> I did but, have but, friends, but, but when you were, but when I was a kid, and there's a certain character type where if you were playing Nintendo or in television or even Atari or whatever, where if you were getting your ass beat like 32 to 6 in baseball, you recognize that song? No. <laughs> okay. um, that... The, a man of low character would hit the reset button oh. on the game. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Uh, on several occasions I did, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So how do you hit the reset button or at least attempt to? Um. I'll give you a hint. It starts with 
on a big gray boat, and these little hatches open, and this projectile flies out of the big gray boat. A nuclear war? Not quite, Alice. <laughs> that would certainly change the channel. There's no doubt that, that else. That, that would do it. But maybe you shouldn't have a big position in this presidency, Alice. Maybe we shouldn't quite go to that option. World annihilation. <laughs> Congratulations, sir, as we're being irradiated. Uh, nobody's asking about the documents anymore, because considering a firestorm has made its way through the 48 contiguous states, and we've been reduced to a sea of glass now. <laughs> That's what You've you were saying. <laughs> No, Alice. Oh. First of all, our big gray ships don't shoot nukes for the. I don't most know. Time. I thought like you maybe a submarine or something. Cruise missiles, Alice. Whatever. Okay. Aspirin factory. Wag the dog time. It's time to light something up, and tell people about what it. Because you're not going to get people with you know the, the horse faced uh, Frankenstein uh, over in Davos is not going to is not going to get people's attention. Oh, and unfortunately for them too, the mass shooting didn't really work out the way they wanted it to either. Oh yeah, there was a, a sense of general mourning on the left because of that. Yes. Yeah, so, they were like upset that right. It's guys, it's embarrassing to be publicly disappointed that it wasn't a hate crime. Like, right. don't do that. Just chill. So I am saying to you, mm -hmm. watch, watch for it. This is my suggestion. Okay. Watch for a like uh, a goat dung factory in Kabul to explode soon because we found Al Qaeda sneaking in and Joe Biden's just not going to have it and he's going to stand firm and Tommy in New Hampshire likes my solution. Julianville say if they were wrong, Klein, uh get Kamala involved to look into the root causes of misplaced documents. Well, do you? Well, it's interesting because they are trying to remake her. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think you get Kamala involved in anything at this point. <laughs> and now, if away. she's got any survival instincts, she is nowhere near this. <laughs> obviously. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, have you seen my new bamboo edition? plant? I was noticing it. Yes, it does show on the video. How did you know it was a bamboo plant? Because I know what bamboo looks like. Isn't it nice? Yeah, it's very nice. Don't plant it outside though, because bamboo can be very invasive outside. Even up here. Mm hmm. Really? Who cares? <laughs> Just yeah, get in line behind all the other invasive <laughs> crap outside. So what's going to happen with this? It's just a nice little plant. It'll just stay little? I think it grows. I don't know. I'm, I'm not great at taking care of plants. I'm... <laughs> okay. Not one of my gifts. Not one of them? <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you about the bonsai tree? Yes, you did. I'm not surprised whatsoever wait but the listeners maybe didn't hear about my bonsai trip. alice it was very abusive of one of her boyfriends <laughs> who was kind of a fiance at a time too i think even when i was starting to date her he had little idea she was happy to step on his heart and destroy it he, shockingly enough he went to art school and lived with his parents shockingly enough uh but uh but yes he gave her a bonsai tree which he gave me a cutting from his bonsai tree Oh. So that they could be apart, and then mine could grow, and then we could grow them back together and like intertwine them. <laughs> what a pussy! Oh. And I let it die. <laughs> you let it drop, die, and then she was um, actively um, sleeping with a, a man almost forty. Well, that was later. That was actually still she let in it our die. actual relationship that I let the bonsai tree This is every, you know, and this is like Catherine Clark's son is so, <laughs> like this kid, that guy that you were dating is a true alpha male compared to Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Clark's son who's yes. just like is unmoored to anything. But man, there are, guys, you should, you should all, young men. Who are idealistic and romantic, and believe me, I was one of them too. I would have given the bonsai tree. I was a, just a total bitch when I was twenty. Talk to an older guy. Talk to a guy who looks like me, and who you'd say, you know what? When I'm fifty, I'll never look like that. I'll never be so dead inside as that guy. Go consult one of those people and ask him how the dead inside happened. And it started with bonsai trees. So just believe me. Eminem says, "America, let's talk." In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. <laughs> We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet, but now we get it. They didn't e break the internet. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, uh, which was the last thing an M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. 
Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from these spokes candies. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. You could just also just keep making up candy <laughs> and shut up. Right? So you Maybe you're not that smart, okay? <laughs> I know you've got degrees and everybody at the CEO's table is very impressed with how smart they are and all the degrees. Maybe you should just shut up and make little round candies different <laughs> colors, okay? Don't need to do anything else. This is just another way of saying um, we went woke and you decided that you wanted your candy company to not go woke and we lost a lot of money. So we're changing back except for here's Maya Rudolph and she's a person of color and love us. So, By the way, nobody said get rid of all the spokes candies. Yeah, that was for you and your friends in the boardroom and, you know, at, at the, uh, you know, Capitol Grill boxed lunch, working lunch sessions that, that cared about that. Nobody ever expected anything from you but a steady supply of M&Ms. Really, that's it. But this yeah. also makes me say you that I would uh, that, that I am I endorse. This, as far as I'm concerned, this could be the last tweet before the Alice Shattuck Biden administration proposal, <laughs> and just hold this up as you see the mushroom clouds. This is us. That's all you need. Are you okay? <laughs> Can you stop covering your mouth, please? God, <sighs> it's okay. Jeez. <laughs> Should we nuke them? <laughs> no, Alice. Maybe we don't quite. <laughs> Listen, Blondie. Maybe we hold off for a second before you get uh, over your skis on that. But... Oh my! This cannot be real. <sighs> Listen, it's real, Blondie. Okay. Yeah. So that's a mushroom cloud over there. <laughs> I have potassium iodide. We're good. That's a officially a mushroom cloud. Horrifies me. I know it does. <laughs> All right, should we do the Chelsea Fire, or like, do you want something that you also like? No, to I'd like Chelsea? to go to the Would Chelsea like to Fire. Also, uh, Agent Orange uh, and salt the earth in any continents <laughs> to change the subject from Biden's plight. Did you see the shot? Wow. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, the Chelsea Fire, Wicked Hotline, chat, chat. By the way, too, <laughs> was it Tommy in New Hampshire who asked uh, what her name? <laughs> Morgan. Was it Morgan? Oh, yeah, Morgan asked Morgan about Morgan asked you? about my oh, maiden Okay, name. is it starting to make sense now, Morgan? <laughs> <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and do the Chelsea Fire, Wicked Hotline, chat, chat, because... Uh, the which is brought to you by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is an excellent hot sauce that Tom can eat on a weekend one eighty. Burn the entire earth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find it at Market Basket and Big Y, and it's really delicious. And they give five percent of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't even have that open. Oh, I'm gonna have to sign in because I'm... it's meeting me for the first time. I'm sorry about that. Oh wait, this one might be open. And Good. sign in. Sorry about that. Burn, burn, uh, right? Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, let me Looks see. like some good messages here. I'm excited. Hold on. And over for one. Let me try another one. No, nothing. Oh, I got to try it. Oh, oh. Okay. The club random is opening up. Okay, let me try <laughs> this. Uh, I'm going to start with, start with five. I think so. Okay, here we go. <sighs> nope. Any luck? How about nope. the one that starts with three? Okay. Is there an, is there a, a a mark at the end of that? Uh, I don't usually do that one with okay. a mark at the end. I usually only we are do. In. Oh boy, we are in. Okay. Okay, ready? Yes. Hey there, Bun Barrel. This is Dudley Moore. Oh, love I was him. wondering how you all doing. And I was wondering if funnel cakes are a work in 180 approved. <laughs> and possibly if you could use the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce on them. 
Okay. <laughs> so I'll I, let you get back to it. So I think that that's a miss by by uh, Justin, but not that by that much. W- tell me everything you know about Dudley Moore. Nothing. Tell me everything you know about Roger Moore. Uh, he was a James Bond. Okay. Dudley Moore you need to learn about. Okay. This is a guy who is a genius who did incredible movies. Ten. Uh, Arthur. Have you ever seen Arthur? Um, I know of it. We may vaguely. watch it tonight. I, n- really? So John Gilgood, uh, Dudley Moore. It, it's uh, uh, Liza Minnelli's in it. Uh, it's, it's, he's a brilliant man. A brilliant man. Brilliant man. He died way too an- too early. Probably a lot younger than me. By the way, how is this possible that I am ten years older than um, who's the governor of Arkansas? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, she's forty. I'm fifty. Yeah, she's like one of the youngest governors ever. I think the point is not that the, the important first. The important is how did this happen? Okay, we're watching a Dudley Moore movie. You need to learn him. My favorite thing about Dudley Moore is one time uh, Oprah Winfrey had him on, and he was—he actually was Beatles adjacent. He hung mm-hmm. out with the Beatles, and she said, "Okay, Dudley, I understand you had an interesting childhood." This and whatever. He said, "She said, tell me about your, about your mother," and he said, "She was a total slut." Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to somebody <laughs> with a know. sense of humor once I again. Get it. Once I again, uh, Morgan. Okay. There you go. It comes with a package. Nuclear annihilation to change the messaging for a news cycle and zero sense of humor. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. Hi. Private Detective Morgan here. Hey. Uh-oh. Hi. So here's my update. Uh-oh. This is on my on illegal Shattuck's. arrest and yes. prosecution. Mm-hmm. Um, I've put in my request with Vermont. They tell me... I could have information and possibly a mugshot within Ooh. two days no. or as long as two weeks. Oh, that, well, so let me tell you how this works, Morgan. It's two weeks. <laughs> they let you. They let everybody know that the, if the FOIA, you're going to get it exactly two weeks from now. I've done this as well. So this could be suspenseful. Um, let's see. Didn't really think it would be so hard, but I did find some stuff in the process. Really? Um, because apparently the only way to get the mugshot is going to be through this state. Um, you have no criminal record, Tom. That's surprising. That's not really uh, true. Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have been apprehended by law enforcement, but it's... Um... You've had law enforcement interactions, but you have you been like convicted of a crime? Well, I guess, you, I guess you're DUI. You kind of were, right? Or no? Uh, That's a I, crime now? I guess so. And w- when I was 20, me and my friend, me and my friend, I think I've told you about this. We, When Dick's Last Resort first opened in mm-hmm. Boston, we snuck through the back to go into the opening party and we got plastered. And then um, in the Prue garage, grabbed their rolling fire extinguisher and sprayed people at random and sprayed like the security and everybody. <laughs> we were laughing. so We were so like slovenly drunk and laughing. And we were absolutely arrested and apprehended and booked hmm. and spent a night in jail for that one. And that was that that place. I think I've shown you that precinct is now um, condos. Yeah, oh. I spent the night in jail. Oh, that was a that was a that was a fun night. I was even like because I'm because I come from a life of privilege, man. I was um, so enthralled by the uh, by the process, mm-hmm. like going through the criminal justice system, being arraigned. You know, so if and when Morgan gets this mugshot, is this going to be a skinny period or a chubby period? Uh, uh, skinny. That's okay. I put on some weight right after that. The that mugshot. The other looked pretty good. I was ninety six or ninety seven at that point. I'm pretty sure. So I looked pretty good. I I got a girlfriend right around there, and then threw on some girlfriend weight. It was like yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know how that feels. But um, but yeah, there was no. Yeah, there was no cycle of joy and pain. The 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 essentially the judge, the judge said, "Do you know, by the way, since you don't have a lawyer here, mm-hmm. that you could go to jail for five years? Did you know that? Because it's malicious destruction of property or something." And I didn't know that. And and I said, "No, I didn't know. I'm sorry about that." And he's like, <sighs> "So then he, my friend, did get a lawyer, a state appointed lawyer. I didn't want to spend any money. I wasn't making very much money. I was I had mm-hmm. two jobs at this time, and the judge." And the lawyer worked out 
an agreement with the prosecutors. Mm-hmm. And they said, just throw the other kid in there, too, then just whatever. And then my friend has never forgiven me for benefiting from his lawyer's work. He's right. like, you should pay me half. I'm like, no, right. I mean, I didn't care. I was just going to either do my five years <laughs> for spraying a fire hydrant or your lawyer was going to save me. Anyway, that's just one of the many ex-friends I have now. Um, so, yeah, that was that's pretty much it. That We had a little dalliance in, in Winchester when I was at Minor. We effed around a few times. But I don't know where that stuff is, but... But it was nothing big. I was never. It was always drunk and stupid as a young person, and then it culminated with that uh, with that DUI in um, in Vermont, I guess that was mm-hmm. it. Which is which is it's funny as how it works out because like that was the time I wasn't drunk, and all the times I was like in Boston and got pulled over, including being one time I was stoned out of my mind and plastered, and only twenty years old. And I remember the cop saying that he was going to beat the, me if I got in an accident or anything, but he was letting me go. But I was like, I was almost catatonic. And like those times, it's very lucky. It was very stupid and very, it was, it was really stupid. And the more I was like driving, it was a my generation thing to do. My friends at the same time, we all were drunk and high driving all the time. <laughs> and our, our feelings- When did drunk driving become like socially unacceptable? Well, it was pretty much getting to the point at that point, except I just drank, I just uh, hung out with drinkers. So, like, we had to get home. You know, that's <laughs> how you got home. There was no Uber and we didn't have any money. Um, but no, I think in a, in, a, in a few years after that, like, ne- I would never. Like, when the mothers against drunk driving. Well, that was coming up in the that. 80s, certainly. Okay. But, but, it was, but you would never, certainly not with my friends, you would never, like, take somebody's keys. You don't get to. But it's uh, but I am very lucky that I didn't f. I, I there was actually uh, I, I okay. There is another. There was a there's an open. There's a cold case where I was pursued by the cops when I was twenty, and I mm-hmm. was living with my brother at the time. And I think that this is safe to talk about. <laughs> but don't find out first before you do it. But I was. We were. I was so. I was just soused, and I shouldn't have been doing it. And then anyway, cop came after me. It was bad news. It was bad news. Anyway, the cop, I was driving very obviously erratically and most definitely in the wrong direction. Oh. Right. So, and then the cop, this cop pursued me and for a while and it was really snowy Mm -hmm. and it was terrible. The weather was terrible. And he, I remember it was fishtailing all over the place, and I could see him fishtailing. So this is like a 39-mile-per-hour blizzard police chase. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is ridiculous. And I pulled up in front of my apartment, put all my stuff in a pile, and said to my then-roommate, who's not the same <laughs> person, I said, the cops are going to be here at any time. I'm going to crash please try to remember this is all my personal stuff and I'm going to need some of this stuff for jail because they're going to come and grab me from here at any time. And I woke <laughs> up in the morning and it wasn't in jail. I'm like, it's got to be. And I man, I told you, my, this, this, this chase Unsolved took place. Unsolved mysteries chase took, the We lived in Medford. We lived in Medford and I worked in Cambridge and I avoided for like three years going directly from Medford to Cambridge anymore. <laughs> I went through like East Boston, back through the tunnel, back when I was like, man. And that's, that was a bad feeling having that. And uh, and, and I remember uh, I remember I told this woman, a manager at my work, who was, who was a gorgeous <laughs> Somebody woman. Somebody in the chat says OJ Shattuck. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else says Hunter Shattuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I told the woman, because it was really like, I was really nervous about this. The fact that like, as far as I knew that there was going to be helicopters around it. Like, you know, I remember being in the snow when I parked the car in front of my place in Medford, trying to put snow up against the license plate and it's just falling down. I'm like, holding on. But I remember I told this woman who was a 27-year-old manager Portuguese of Portuguese descent, gorgeous, gorgeous woman, who said, like, why are you nervous? Whatever. And I told her the whole story. And, and she said, what did she say? I don't know. She said, wow. <laughs> I was like, like really am i in a position right now where you're actually fairly turned on by this should i live a life of crime i don't know i'm a i don't right. I, i'm a 
Okay, I meant nine so percent battery, so okay, I need you to finish this chat. chat. <laughs> Much as let's I see, love it, let's see if I can just say a little bit more, so I can finally get fired and self cancel and, and live in. Dewey's are erased, like in seven to ten years, I think. Oh, are they? Okay, um, but not from the DMV. It's a separate entity. I actually tried the same thing you did. Um, the whole statue of limitations. Yeah, yeah. I think it was inspired by a Seinfeld episode I saw. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. Because on, on my, and I don't know if, Morgan, if you even found this, it used to be able to get other people's driving records in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that easy anymore. But they had on my driving record all of these things happening. Everything, like the, my original, my DUI mm-hmm. in my suspension and then my revocation, because I didn't do anything. I never saw anything that sold me. I had my license revoked. And then my application to get a new driver's license. And then my entering the program to get a driver's license. And then my clearance for a like a permit. And then my and all of those right. came on, on the DMV. Did you ever see this, Alice? Mm-mm. All of those came on the, on the DMV as the code for them was DUI. So I had like 18 DUIs. There. Yeah, but they're not each their own DUI. No, it was just the one, but it would, oh, they all fell under the umbrella. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you're trying to get me to go. But anyway. <laughs> We're down to 7%. Now. I tried to get my license um, at the at the RMB uh-huh. in Chinatown, and the woman said, by the way, you should, there's a number of DUIs on here. I said, no, there, isn't. there should be one. She said, we have a bunch of them, and in Massachusetts. No, no, no. Was it was just that once. I messed up. I messed up. Uh, what else? Hunter Shaddock. Your brother moves around a lot. Okay. He is like Woody Guthrie. He is all over the place. You may be looking at seeing a different brother because that brother indeed has not really moved on around a lot. But they but they conflate him with uh with another guy a mm-hmm. lot. So but maybe that's his uh that's his plan. Uh you have a really interesting middle name. Must be some sort of family roots thing, mm-hmm. old Vermont type thing, something <laughs> like that. But um, I will keep you informed as the investigation continues. <laughs> Peace. Oh, that that mugshot would be something, though. Mm-hmm. Would be something. Imagine he finds the record that actually shows that, like, I killed a family. <laughs> oh, I forgot that whole part of that night. Yeah, my middle name is Win. W I N N. Okay, sorry, Alice. Hey, Tom and Alice. I'm going to try my uh, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Spot. Um, <laughs> hot, hot spot. Hot like sauce that. spot here. <laughs> Since Leslie did one. <clears throat> oh. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It's the best around. It's the best there is. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Wicked 180 approved and will not cause night terrors. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's pretty good, actually. Very theatric. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Governor Huey Long doing mm-hmm. it, which is something. Let me get this straight. So far, Tom has dimed out <laughs> his buddy that was with him when they ditched the tab at Elephant and Castle. Uh-huh. I was just with him talking about that three days ago. We were at a bar, uh, Casey's in Somerville, talking about that. He has dimed out the person that may or may not have committed some sort of insurance questionable acts, <laughs> but he refuses to dime out a totally innocent person who didn't even get in trouble that was with him when Tom got arrested for something. I'm just trying to put my head around <laughs> the thought process with Thomas Shattuck. <laughs> Yeah, well, some people have made it quite clear that they want nothing to do with this. Uh-oh. Well, Did it die? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Here's the last one. Hey, Tom and Alice. It's Alicia calling uh, with some Hi, exciting news. Ooh. My husband has found out where you guys vacation here in Vermont. So Great. looking forward to this summer. I'm going to secure a cabin <laughs> right next door. Got Thomas, it. I hope you own a Speedo. I will be there with my bikini and a pitcher of margaritas. Ooh. See you guys there. Correct. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yes, there are cabins available. Maybe we'll have a whole mm-hmm. listener thing up there, Alice. What do you think? Good idea. I think Morgan, Alicia, idea. Tom, Alice, uh, margaritas, right? I think that's a great idea. I'm guys. I'm getting stared daggers at by Alice right now because I've talked so much that the her computer died. Oh man! I so go now you guys get this with this type of sound. So okay, are we done? Thank you so much. Sorry, the episode that I put up will have the last part of the audio if you guys lost it. And um, why are you looking at me angrily? 
Because I told you I was running out of batteries, and if I plug in, then it makes a bad sound. So I'm just, I'm just trying, and you just, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. It's a great show. I appreciate it. And, wow. Uh, what a you know, go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. Well, don't worry, Alice. Should we nuke the earth? Would that help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.